to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I am thrilled to welcome a versatile artist with a passion for urban graffiti street art. He discovered the transformational power of art while studying at the University of Rhode Island and has since dedicated himself to exploring various forms of art while incorporating a touch of that street style. Please welcome Francis Gautier. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk, talk it up with you guys. Yeah, I, I love the sort of Northeast, East Coast accent that I'm hearing. So shout out to you. So I want to start off by, um, you know, asking sort of that that introductory, that sort of origin question. And we had a chance to talk really briefly before we got started that, you know, as you matured, you know, from your earlier times, you know, you're you go from Frank from Frankie to Francis. So stepping back into sort of the the Frankie land, if you will, tell me about some of the origins, some of the things you were into um, early on creatively, like what kind of art were you into? What kind of creative things were you into growing up? So really, um, I was interested um, since I can remember. um, Graffiti art was just really caught my eye. I was truly compelled to it from the time I I could remember. Yeah. Um, I recall early on that when I used to Whenever I would go out with, say, my family or whoever the case may be, I would try to memorize certain graffiti that I'd see on particular areas that we'd pass by to and from home on a consistent basis because ultimately I'd get home and I'd do a little bit of uh, trying to emulate what I could rec- remember seeing until I could get it almost exactly alike. You know, I'm talking six, seven, eight, uh, seven, eight years old or so. So really, that's really where it started for me. Um, I was really attracted to the whole, like, subculture of, like, you know, the graffiti art. So having sort of that 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 attraction to street art that that uh graffiti so ultimately as you go to what your your current practice is describe your current practice and how some of that like early influence and early um interest is like baked into your work now uh yeah so um i really uh i guess for, for my, my current process more like i'm very um I don't want to say impulsive, but a lot of times when I create most of my art, it's not really a plan to it, or maybe there's just a rough plan to it. Yeah. Uh, so it just may be uh, how I'm feeling that particular day, that particular week, or particular emotion, or maybe some music that I'm listening to, because I'm just huge into all genres of music that usually have some sort of influence on how I'm feeling that day. And, uh, you know, I just really try to keep... Um, I try to keep like an urban feel, but also I've always been like into very like abstract type art. So I try to just marry it all together the best way that my that that um my my vision of like you know of uh, growing up and just seeing just seeing like you know the urban arts as far as like all you know even just like hip hop music and being you know into the underground scene back in the day and just kind of you know and to try to bring it all together. So. I, I see New York. I see Rhode Island. Tell me about mm-hmm. sort of the education and how those things come together, because that's a piece of this puzzle that we're forming that's been left out so far. So talk about that a little bit. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing with me is that, um, so I'll stop and say this. So when I was in high school, I was in high school and I live in uh, outside in Providence. I got arrested as a senior in high school for writing graffiti. They came to my house, the cops, and they said, your name's all over, you know, somehow they found out, long story short. But I, uh, I was offered a scholarship, I was playing basketball as a senior, and I was offered a couple of scholarships to go and play basketball. And my basketball coach and them said, listen, what are you doing? You can't be going around writing your name on the walls and all this craziness, you know, you're going to lose your opportunity to go to school and play ball. 
So I ultimately en- ended up going to school at uh, University of Maine yeah. uh, after I played JUCO here. And um, when I was done playing ball, I spent a lot of time in New York and I have family in New York. And, um, you know, we're about two, a two hour, 15 minute drive for, from the city. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I've always, I've always been into like, make sure like being well-traveled and seeing different, you know, be inspired by different areas and different, uh, you know, neighborhoods and w- what else is going on as far as I could up and down the East coast. So after like COVID hit, I spent, I spent time staying in New York for a while. And once it was starting to get loose and then I, I did a lot of work out there, like in the music industry with different people and different, um, you know, connections that I had like that. Um, but like my main family and I, uh, and my, and my daughters and stuff like that, it keeps me going from, you know, splitting time in different places, particularly New York and Providence. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've traveled up there to Providence a few times and that was sort of the bookends, right. Of before COVID was the last trip I took. And then like during COVID was the first trip I took. And it's definitely something I want to explore. Like I interviewed a few people who are from Baltimore where I'm based and they were like, yo, I'm up here at the art school and in Providence or what have you in Rhode Island, definitely got to come up here, interview some of the people. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting some interest, you know, I mean, you might have to give you, you know, a couple questions and give me some directions up there. Um, Anytime I got you, brother, you come down this way. If I'm, if I, if I'm here, uh, I'll definitely accommodate you in any way possible, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you, you you touched on, you know, you don't want to use the word impulsive, but I, I like I don't want to use the word. Uh, um, what is it? Obsessed. Right. Because I put out a lot of content. <laughs> so talk about your, your your working cadence. Like how often are you working on something creative, whether it is an idea for painting, whether it's a painting, whether it's tagging. How often are you you working on something towards your creative pursuit? So, um Try to describe the best I can. I, I don't. Uh, I work in volume, I guess you would say. So a lot of times, yeah, like I, I'll come to the studio. G- generally speaking, I'm in my studio in Providence. I have a shared studio in in uh, a shared space in Brooklyn, but at my studio in Providence, I'll come here like on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. Sometimes I won't leave till Saturday morning. I mean, I might sleep on the couch for a few hours here, a few hours there the next day, but uh, I really get into the zone and really um, lock in, so to speak. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I truly enjoy like working like at that high pace, high volume. So I'd say probably three or four days a week. I'm, I'm like really locked in, but, but again, uh, you know, I catch my Z's when I can, you know, at the time and handle different business things while I'm here as well. But then I like to have like my, my three days to just kind of regenerate and do different things to, you know, you know, recharge the battery. Yeah. I mean, like I'm recording in the home studio right now and I try to make it as easy as possible. And sometimes I just go to sleep in here. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm tired, bro. <laughs> like I need to lay down. And, you know, I think the most in, ter- in terms of volume, the most interviews I've done, and this is kind of one of those days of a mix of interviews and other sort of business things as this is shifting into a brand and all of that stuff. But the most interviews I did in a day was probably six. And wow. I was, it was like from nine in the morning, you know, through like maybe five, so nine to five, but doing interviews the entire time. And um, it's a lot, you know, with minimal gaps in between like 15 minutes here, can't take a nap. You're like, all right, I got to prep for the next guest. Yeah, and it's, it's a thing. So, so how do you like really sort out what that calendar looks like and working in volume and having sort of 
I'm here for these days getting this work in. How do you like kind of sort through and really take and pay attention to the things that need your attention? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a really good question because sometimes I just look, refer to it as like beautiful chaos because it really, it's really just not. <laughs> I, you know, I tell my, I tell my friends and acquaintances sometimes, you know, I don't like, you know, sometimes with the planning, don't be offended if I have to reschedule or something because I don't, I might get to the studio and I might not leave or be up for a couple of days. I might. So, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, that can be, that can be difficult for me to stick to like a real, to like a rigid plan or even like, you know, not so rigid plan. Um, but, but as far as like, if I have to, or when I do travel for the weekends and things like that, um, you know, that, that stuff I, I make sure is a priority, obviously. However, um, just far as like the creative uh, stuff, you know, being over here just in the studio, I'm really inspired by just different stories I've heard in the past, um, just from different artists, even musical artists. Like I remember um, for right off the top of my head, like 50 Cent, he was like, I'm in the studio some, so often for so long, I forget to eat, I forget to sleep, I forget to... And if you're an artist, you're a creator, like you kind of can relate to that and, it let, and that'll resonate with you because that that is real. That's real, you know what I mean? And um, I kind of embrace that part of the journey and part of the uh, work process and everything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think more and more people get to a spot, and I know that I'm encountering it, where I'm debating on where I'm putting my time at, how I'm putting my time, how I'm using it, because those 24 hours disappear real quick sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Absolutely. (laughs) So, So I'm looking at like... You know, I still have the day job and I haven't really gone to that spot where I'm fully doing this. And I'm like, yo, sometimes the the day job is getting in the way of the creative stuff. And that's the fun stuff. And I think it's sort of embracing the artist lifestyle, the creative lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle. Facts. So, you know, thinking back, right, is you look at, you know, different pieces and I know there's volume there. And I got to ask this last night, actually, about, you know, doing these podcasts. What's a podcast that sticks out to me? If there is there a piece of work that really sticks out for you? And I got a second part to about one of I want to start off there. Is there a piece of work that you've put out recently that you are working on that really sticks out to you and why? Oh, that's another tough one um, in, in a positive way, uh, in a good way, because I, I believe like like this art, the art in this is has such a like a universal impact in a, in a way of like come like just it's amazing the experience i've had with people and you know the artwork and the way it's you know touched my life and other people's lives and the things that have occurred because of of art and relationships it's just sometimes when i reflect back on it it's just like incredible but uh one recently so i i I was just telling a friend of mine um in harlem so we were talking about something about uh you know the art being something that um he was, he was explaining to me about how the piece that I recently had put in his apartment really has been an uh, uplift in his energy, you know, so he was really, you know, he was excited. We were talking about it on FaceTime, and uh, I said, you're not going to believe this story here because um, it kind of related to what he was saying. And he says, what happened? I said, when I got when I came back to Providence from, from Holland last weekend, I said, I was at the gas station over there near, my, near where I stay, and uh, the lady who I, I frequent in there, she said, uh, you know, so how was New York this weekend? And how was that? This and the third. And uh, I was just, you know, filling her in. And she was just like, yeah, um, I love your art. And she was like, I haven't seen much of it. But from what I see, you coming here with your daughters. And, you know, one day soon, hopefully I can get some money together. I'd like to support you and buy, a, you know, get a piece from you. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, no doubt. I was like, you know, anytime, you know, just let me know. And, you know, make something happen. Yeah. She's a really cool lady. And I had been going in there and 
you know, for a while and just talking with her, very supportive, very genuine. So I go back to the apartment and uh, I'm going up the hallway and I just see there's a piece I had in my hallway up the stairs that's been there. And for some reason, I just felt like compelled, like, damn, that, that piece just kind of fits this lady. Like, it fits her for some reason. Like, you know what? I didn't want to start. I said, I'm going to go back over there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go give this lady this piece because son's, tell, son's just telling me, like, I don't know. It's a her. So I grab it. I walk back across the street. I go in there and she's like, and I'm like, here, I just want to let you know I'd like to give this to you. Uh, so 18 by 24 piece, you know, and she's like, I hand it over to her. She's like, Brett, she's like, oh, my God, you know, I can't believe you. You sure? And no exaggeration. She starts, she starts, she starts having tears. So I, I said, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not sure if I offended her. I'm not sure at the moment. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, you are, is everything all right? She goes, I just, I just need to, um, I want to tell you something. And I says, I says, what happened? She said, did you know today's the one year anniversary of my son who was shot in the in the projects here uh, to this day? She said, this is my son speaking to me. I says, excuse me? I said, I said, are you being honest? She said, yes. That's why she cried. My hair is standing up my arms. And I'm like, of course, I had no idea. Right. But at the time, I'm just like, I'm like, wow, like this is how powerful this piece of work can be for people. It, it, it hits, strikes a chord. And I mean, just imagine the odds that I did. I brought that over there on the day of the 12 month anniversary of the thing. You know, I was just like, I went home and I said to myself, man, I feel great. But at the same time, I feel kind of, you know, I felt kind of, you know, a bit emotional, symp yeah. sympathetic or empathetic rather. Because, you know, what a touching, touching day or an emotional day for her and for yeah. that to occur, man. It makes me like, man. This, this artwork is just really just it's it's crazy. <laughs> there, thank you, thank you so for that, sharing so that, that piece there, man. For me, it was just like it was dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, and th there's a there's a power to it, right? There's a power around art. Yeah. There's a sort of um, transformational nature to to those things. And you know, there are times when I speak with folks, and you know, you think about the different things that that we do um, as creatives, and it means something. It means something to people, and I did this um, the storytelling thing recently. I was sharing uh, just, I guess, stage fright. And it was so many people that like related to it. And you just hear people just snap. And it was like, yeah, that's real. That's real. Mm. And it just resonates. And it brings right. me to this, this next question that I have. And I think it answers it. You know, when, when I think about any of the stuff that I'm doing, you know, you think about funding, you think about like being in magazines and press and all of that stuff. Those are presented as the things that validate you as a creator, validate you as an artist. But I think seeing the real people and having the real interactions, like the one you just described, I think that's where maybe the validation is at. What are your thoughts in that area? Wow. Um, again, what another, what another great question. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to answer it. Um, uh, I just right away made me think about um, having this discussion similar, and uh, I hope I'm touching on it correctly. I, I'm pretty sure I understood what you said correctly, but uh, I was just telling a friend of mine, um, close friend of mine, a lot of people, you know, or other artists often will interact and you know ask for advice on like selling pieces and getting jobs and things like that because they may see other artists such as myself maybe being active and things like that. And uh, we were talking about how we took uh, we took an old school approach to things yeah. at first, so to speak. Meaning, we get out and you know, social media is a great tool to network, one of the greatest, obviously. But we did old school door knocker, train foot stomp, street, yeah, you know, and just like coming up, pulling up on you, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you over here at the studio? You over here? And you know, that that has been probably one of our biggest uh, or most advantageous part of the uh, successful 
keeping keeping everything successful and keeping the art moving um because i think a lot of people and younger people are not um grasping how important it is for like the input that you know that touching and interacting and physically being there because yeah. now that dm that that message that email is so watered down if you would you know and yeah. but when you pull up on somebody you right here you know like we here in the flesh you know yeah. so i think with a lot of people that really um you know it carries a lot it carries weight you know what i mean because it's a real human interaction to you know whatever the process may be to pulling up to look at a mirror uh, present a mural idea or bring some skateboard decks over to the studio or somebody or something like that yeah so yeah, yeah, I definitely. Uh, I think there's a big part of a big part of that is, um, you know, very um, overlooked right now with, with artists. Yeah, I think, um, and, and thank you for that. I think that that is a piece of it where it comes to like sort of that real interaction is important. You know, whether it be in the in the community and whether it be with fellow artists and um, fellow creatives and what have you, but getting that sort of love from your your fellow creative and being able to pull up on them that's something or. You know, even for me, if someone comes to me and say, yeah, I want you to do this at my studio, come over to the studio, we can do the interview there. And I make it a point that, you know, if I do and I'm trying to do more and more of them, you know, sometimes if I'm not, you know, in the same city as someone, please believe I'll be like, yo, next time I'm up that way, I got to get a drink with you. I got to get a you know meal with you, something like that, because that's truly building community, I think. And, you know, one of the things that I like to do when... I when I do a studio visit, when I go to anyone's space, I always bring something with me, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's some stickers. It's just like, here's my thing for you. It's an offering for, you know, having you like open your space up to me. It's something about sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I use like the term like as far as like what uh, like watered out. I meant uh, like it, it carries so much more substance and you do create so much more of a bond in person with the with the mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just, uh, it's almost like forming, because, you know, the, the DM is a button, uh, you know, the message, which which yeah. I'm not, you know, get, I get it, it's it's necessary, but again, it's different. Oh, he pulled up on me, he came by here, you're you forming that real bond, that, yeah. you know, how we used to be, how we used to be before all this. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but yeah, yeah, definitely people appreciate, you know, uh, anytime they can, like with me, like, for example, I, I, I'm all about like positive energy. Like it's, it, it is like, that's, that's everything for me. You know, that, that's how I operate. So like, if I knew you were coming in this area, like, I'm coming at you, like, you gotta come by here, you know, like whether or not you got, you know, cause it's just like the energy, we just creating that good, you know, energy. And, and uh, you know, like they say, sometimes you gotta give it away for it to come back. And uh, you know, it don't always gotta be about business and things like that. It's about really putting that love into the universe and connecting different people and communities from different backgrounds and, and through the arts. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's mad it come back for you know, it's magic, you know. I yeah, like yeah, I mean, and and I've had a very like interesting, like productive day, and that's been at the forefront of doing all of these things in person, you know. And mm. you know, abs absolutely where if I go to someone's city and I'm around, I'm like, yo. Where you at? I'm pulling up. Meet me here. Let's do something. And that's that's just what it is, because it's like especially when you establish through this platform, if you're able to, you know, via Zoom, via like a remote chat, make a connection with someone, you got to explore to the next level, I think. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I, can, it, can I share a quick Please. little interesting story regarding what we, what we just talked about? So probably, I don't know, 18 months so. 12 to 18 months ago, I had did the skateboard, the skateboards for a music producer in New York, in Brooklyn. 
And I was painting, I was finishing a mural. Was I in Manhattan? I was in Manhattan or Harlem. I was finishing a mural. And I had told him when I was finished, I was going to pull up in the, in the studio and come give it to him personally. We had talked and I did something else for him. So that day, I realized I left the two skateboard decks. It was two decks. I left the deck in the back of my truck and I had not put the varnish on them. So at the end of the day, I looked at the skateboard decks. The sun had eaten all the, the yeah. It was like 12, 14 hours in the sun, right? So I messaged him and I said, I told him what happened. I was like, listen, yo, I'm like, this, dog, this is what happened. I told him what happened. I said, I got to go back to Providence. It's like 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. I got to go to Providence. I said, I'm going to be back the following day. I said, I'm going to come back here. I got to touch this mural up. I'm going to pull up on you. He leave me on red. He leave me on red, right? So, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, this guy, I think I'm crazy. Or that's never going to happen. Yeah. So the following day, or the next day, I come here, I finished the mural. I called him. I'm hitting him up. I said, yo, I'm outside. He's like, what? <laughs> you come outside, he said, you wasn't lying. You, you really did all that and came back here. Got the He's like, yo, man, what's your number, man? You know what I mean? Like, he just was like, yo, you cool as hell, dude. Like, you, and, uh, you know, I was just like, man, just not enough people uh, appreciate just being a, a person, a man of your word, and, uh, you know, wanting to pull up on people and, and, and build that, like, like we just talked about. So I just felt yeah. like I just shared that story. And uh, we, we cool to this day. And, uh, yeah, shout out Static Collector, man. Nice, nice, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I know, I know that, I know him, I know him. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, good dude, solid. I, I will say, like, even even on that, you know, there's instances, and, and no shade, but there's some instances where, you know, if I have folks on, I, I try to when the opportunity presents itself, hey, let's work together. You know, could you do this for me? Could you do this painting for me? Could you do this thing for me? Could you? Um, and it's always budgeted out. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to pay folk or what have you to do stuff. And, you know, there are a few instances where I'll interview someone and it's like, oh, yeah, we connected and so on. You know what? I like your work. Let me buy something from you and then I'll pay. And then I'm still waiting. And Mm. it's very it's a very weird dynamic and not like a month, not like two months, like six or eight. And I'm just kind of chalking it up to the game. And it's just like, yo, you got to do that differently. You know, and I've even been in the person's city. So it's like, yo, there's ample mm. opportunity to kind of sort that through. So it's just charging it to the game. But going back to the story you you presented of like, yo, I'm pulling up and I got your thing for you. Like, that is the real thing. People will remember that. Like, oh, that's what Francis do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I've seen the value in that just being, you know, from different pre-internet uh, era of networking and you know, yeah. getting to it. Train track stomping. <laughs> so I got I got one more real question for you. Now I got a couple rapid fire questions. Um Ooh. so the last real question goes like this. I'm I'm very intrigued by this this concept of home. You know, they say home is where the heart is and all of that stuff. And you know, we always carry home wherever we go. You know, so I'm from Baltimore, I go to other cities, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Providence. Uh you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a Baltimore guy, and I'm very about that there. So how do you share and carry your sense of home with you when you travel to new places, whether to work, whether to connect with people? How do you bring, you know, wherever you call home with you? Wow. Hey, you full of great questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the, actually um, my daughter. My daughters, they live in New Orleans at, at the current moment as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm up and down the East Coast. But, um, yeah, that's a great question. Um Truthfully, wow, let me think about that one for a quick second. Um, constantly trying to explain to people that uh, Rhode Island is not part of New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, that's one. 
um, um, people when I visit when I'm in New York for my stays that um, I live most half my time in Providence and they still just don't hear me. They just ask me where, where what part of the city I live in. Per <laughs> they just don't want to hear that part of it. They just ignore that part. Um, man, oh, what kind of oh, man? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I'm gonna have to think. I'm gonna have to think about that one. I'm gonna have to think about that one. And get back to you, man. No, I appreciate it, and, <laughs> and, and I like. <laughs> but I like the way you at first answered. It's like, man, it's not part of New York. <laughs> yeah, that's real, bro. I mean, I, I will say when I go up there, like you know, it's very, you know, like I was, like I said recently, I was in New Orleans, and that spot has sort of this hospitality. This that's that's just baked in. It's very hospitable down there. It's a yes. different way, but it's similar. But very different is but it's similar in that hospitality is a part of the economy in Rhode Island. And there's so many different like institutes. There's so many different colleges that are there, cooking institutes. And um I, I noticed that that's a thing in those stays I've had up there. I've stayed at the graduate. And definitely I check out the museums and all of that stuff and just do mm -hmm. sort of a walking tour. And I'm like, yo, there's that's an institute. They're cooking in there. It's like, yo, food's going to slap, you know? So mm. maybe, maybe carrying part of that, like, I know what good service looks like. I know what, what this is. Yeah. So we got some of the best Italian food in the country over here in Providence. You know, it's known for, you know, that that's for sure. So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to stop using, being a little more braggadocious about that. <laughs> that's one thing people might be compelled to. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I want to hit you with these these quick rapid fire questions. Um, no need to overthink them. They're simple questions, but in the end, sometimes they're ridiculous. So here's the first one: whether it is to wear it or to paint in it or what have you, what is your favorite color combination to use? Um, I say navy blue and khaki. Okay, I, I like that. That's very very professional, actually. You know, throwing it. <laughs> Well, I think of the cargo pants with the Yankee fitted and the white T-shirt. Maybe this guy, I was waiting for the stuff. Yankee reference. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, on average, how many hours of sleep do you get? Um, on average, five to six. Okay, about the same. This, this, this is my impromptu sort of self-care check-in. You know, mm. <laughs> you I like that. Get out I there? like that. <laughs> Got to be mindful of self-care. Yeah. Um, what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, I had I had green grapes, a banana, a yogurt, and leftover Chinese food. Facts. That's a wild combination. <laughs> Facts, though. <laughs> had the wild lo mein this morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is the last one I got for you. Um, and it, and this kind of almost puts a pin in it and, and buttons everything up. Um, what was the artist that made you fall in love with art? Uh -huh. Um, man, uh, maybe Scene, creative writer, Scene S E E N. Okay. He still exists. Yeah, so yeah, probably seen just uh, throughout in the magazines back in the day. It was really tough to access graffiti. It wasn't like it is now. So you had to get the source magazine, that graffiti page in the back there, or you know the Subway Art book. It was fortunate to have a copy. Uh, yeah, so I just loved everything that he was doing. Just you know, everyone remembers the themed Hollywood sign he did and things like that. So, top of my head, yeah, seen definitely. I love it. That's that's pretty much it for the questions. So, um, one. I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast. And um, two, I want, to, I want to open it up for you to uh, give you the space to shamelessly plug anything you want, website, social media, anything you want to share with the listeners out there to check out more of you, your work, and all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Um, well, first, I'd like to just say thank you for having me, Rob. It's been a 
it's been great uh, interviewing with you. And truthfully, your questions were, were some of the thoroughest and some of the, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, your questions compared, compared to some others in the past. You know, everything's different, but I appreciate it. And um, no, I just uh, thank anybody and everyone who, who uh, gives time to listen and support uh, all of us artists or creators in any type of way. And um, just strongly encourage like other artists to continue to understand the importance of letting other people shine their light and not, you know, doing things to, you know, be, um, you know, contribute to everything positive and support each other. Cause we, you know, we all got, we have to continue to support each other in my eyes. And, um, it brings, it brings more, um, it bring it brings more awareness to like the artist life, like you said, lifestyle, you know? Um, so I, I believe in strongly supporting each other, put, putting it out there, putting the love into the universe with your art or your support. It's going to come back to, to you in some way or shape or form. And, um, you can check on my art at, at uh, my IG is Francis Gordier art or also on Facebook. It's the same handle. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to give uh, a thanks to you, to you and, uh, I saw your podcast. I saw you last night doing an interview. Yep. Try to jump in there, man. I, I think you got great things going to be ahead for you as well. And um, yeah, no, you're welcome. And um, just a uh, big shout out to my partner, close friend, Tony Flacco, my daughter's Juliana Sienna. And that's it, man. Appreciate it, man. That's that's it, man. So um, I want to again thank Francis Gautier for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying this art, culture, community, in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for it. Oh,